All right. Hello, Podgies. Hello. Uh, welcome to the pod. Oh, yeah. <sighs> it's another week here at Stola. Welcome back, Piper. Thanks. Was it good to Welcome be back? back? You too. I know, but you were gone last week. I know, I know, I know. I so missed I it. never really left in the podcast universe. Oh, true, you didn't. I didn't leave. <laughs> well, I was, I was off in Colorado, and it was a blast. Oh yeah, you want to give a Colorado update, quick? Sure. My cousin Reed got married to his wife Nico. They're so cute, very outdoorsy. Shout out. Shout out. I don't think they know this podcast exists. But anyway, maybe that's for the best. <laughs> probably. <laughs> but they're really cool. They are very good together. Their vows made me cry. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. And was being in Colorado fun, just like the vibes. Yeah, I got to see a lot of family, which was nice. And the state itself, we went to Durango, and it's surprisingly really dry. Like, it's kind of like Arizona down there. Oh, like desert? Yeah, so it wasn't as nature, like not as woodsy as I like thought it would be, so I was very surprised when we got there. Yeah. But it was really pretty still. That's really fun. Yeah. Um, well, we had a week without you, but now we're back after fall break. Yes. And uh, how was your fall break? Uh, my fall break was good, super chill. I got a lot of like work done for my job. Here on campus nice um i have to make like a educational presentation for it and yeah so i got that done and like watched a lot of new girl i love new girl it, oh i my like refound it and i'm obsessed with it i've seen it like m- many of the episodes multiple times but i just am obsessed with it again so that's mm-hmm. my new show Agreed. and i played volleyball watched volleyball hung out with my dogs I love that. Yeah, and we went to South Dakota Sioux Falls. Yeah. <laughs> so exciting. Um, but we're going to do a quick little overview on oh, yeah. what we're going to talk about. So we're going to talk a little bit about femininity, which mm-hmm. is a super fun word to say. Femininity. <laughs> femininity. There's just like one extra syllable that you're like, that shouldn't be there. Right. And then authority. All the itties. The itties, the itty bitties. Um, then we're gonna talk a little pop culture segment about a few different things. BTS, Taylor Swift, Donald Trump, you know, your f- three favorite topics. And then we're gonna do it a top five. And maybe some other things along the way. You know, because it's a hodgepodge and we're proud. Exactly. And we're proud of our hodgepodge exactly. energy. Exactly. As Ellie said last week, I'm not gonna quote her directly. But we have to embrace it. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> we are fully in it. Also, I wrote in our intro section that Piper's in distress. Oh, um, that was resolved. Group projects. Tell yeah. us about them. Oh, thank you for asking. <laughs> okay, I have a French group project that I realized is due Sunday, and I was gone, and everybody formed groups while I was away, and I started to freak out. And I, like, texted three people today. I'm like, hey, can you be in my group? Can you be in my group? And, like, some people didn't respond. Another was like, oh, yeah, but, like, I'm already in a group. I'll leave them for you. And I'm like, don't do that. (laughs) And then, like, and then I finally found a girl who, like, needs a partner. So I'm like, heck, yeah. And um, also, I'm now, I looked at my assignment, as one does, that is due this Friday for another class. And my group had already set up a meeting time tomorrow, and we're like, great, we're going to get it all done before class on Friday. But I was looking at our document, and we have to lead class on Friday, so that means we have to submit our proposal, which is, like, our whole plan, 
by tomorrow at 9.05 a.m. So I like just emailed my group and I was like, guys, um, we're forgetting that we have to meet like now because like it's due in like less than like, you know. Yeah. Less than 24 hours. It's a very group project heavy semester for everyone. Yeah, I agree. I have group meetings every week, usually multiple. I have two different groups. I Piper also has a lot of groups. Yeah. So does Megan. Like, all of our friends just have a lot of group projects. It's really difficult. It's hard because you have to schedule outside of class and, I like, know. get everyone to agree with oh it. Oh, my gosh. But anyways, that's just on group projects. Yeah, like, pray for us, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. It can go really bad. It can go really good. Usually it it's depends. just mediocre or yeah. bad. <laughs> honestly. Um, but also, guys, it's cold out there so cold look look at the weather every morning that's my hack for you get an echo dot so you can ask what's the weather for today Mikan does that every morning <laughs> yeah okay should i give the broadcast yeah it's gonna be 57 tomorrow 66 on friday 75 on saturday 78 on sunday and then it goes back to 65 on monday holy Jesus, I'm wearing like multiple layers today because it's yeah. so cold. Okay, this is this is a weather podcast now. <laughs> we just get ready. We just read the weather. Yeah. And then sit in silence We're and breathe. <laughs> <laughs> We're now meteorologists. <laughs> <laughs> meteorologists that gets their weather from weather.com. Heck yeah. Um I have one final intro. Yeah, it's a good prompt. intro prompt. How many chickens would it take to kill an elephant, Piper? Wait, think about it. Think about it. I have to come up with my answer. This is just a random question that I came up with. I feel like... Okay, I got one. I got mine, too. We're saying full-size chickens here. Okay. Because no chicks up in here. No babies. We need full chickens. Yeah, we need warriors. Should we say our number on three? Yeah. Okay. One... Two, three, three hundred. <laughs> oh, interesting. I don't you know. I three hundred. I just feel like they could be really violent. Okay, that's good. That's good. And maybe the elephant's submissive. <laughs> yeah, you know elephants. They submissive AF. <laughs> so Why joking. four thousand? Four thousand because they're like elephants weigh like. 4,000 pounds or 2,000, which, which is... 4,000 or 2,000 pounds. How much do they I weigh? I think they weigh, like, one ton. I thought they were two tons. Guys. <laughs> Anyways. Do we know how much an elephant weighs? Let's see. I love how this is relevant. They're about... They can range from 6,000 to 13,000. 13,000 pounds? Yeah, so I was trying to do the math equations Wait. to what weight would equal an elephant. And I was like, well... You know, let's do about, like... I tried to do quick math, and I think I was pretty spot on on this one, if I'm being okay, honest. Okay, so you think that it's gonna, they're gonna just outweigh the elephant. Yeah, and if they can outweigh them, they can just boom, boom, boom after them. My thought is that chickens can fly, and they can just, like, attack it and, like, peck at it until it dies. Okay, that's true, too. I really thought we were going to be, like, within 100, and you were going to say 400, and then you went 1,000, and I was like, ah, damn it. Dang, this girl. We're in sync, but no, I feel like we both are valid in our answers. I agree, honestly. We got a rage. We do. Guys, people, people who know us, text us. How many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? chickens? There's probably, like, a research study on the internet, but we don't care about that. That was a good question. Yeah. 
Um, anyways, more serious Yay. topic. Not that it's serious. It's fun. It's fun. It's... We're going to talk a little bit about femininity. A- and just to start off, because this is definitely a hot topic. I would agree. We talked about it in depth last night. Yeah. But I feel like people can take this the wrong way. And that's not... That's fine. But... I'm just saying, we are talking a lot of stereotypes, what people think mm. of, like, not necessarily based on any gender, like, there, there's femi- femininity and masculinity, okay? Got it. It's not, like, all women are feminine and all males are masculine, but those are the yeah. categories of those traits. Like, when you think of feminine traits, you have things in mind. I agree. I like that. That's just- Um, and we obviously aren't trying to enforce gender roles. That's mm-hmm. not the vibe. Um, just want to talk about hem- how femininity is viewed by us and, like, how we perceive it, how we feel like pe- other people perceive it. Um, and everyone has their own opinion. Feel free to critique. As always, we love a little constructive criticism if it's given in a nice, polite way. <laughs> Honestly. That's so key. Don't hurt our feelings. Yeah. Also, this is such an aside, but it is such a talent to be able to deliver constructive criticism mm. or criticism in general and not be an asshole. That's a talent. Agreed. And most people can do it. And I'm it not saying takes, I can. Well, it just takes a lot of precision. Yeah. You have to do the compliment sandwich. <laughs> yeah, we could, we should talk about that at some point. Okay, okay. But yeah. that's just an aside. Um, and we're gonna start off by just thinking about our personal reflection on our own femininity. Ooh. And Piper seems really excited about it. She physically cringed. Well, but I'll start off. Go yeah yeah. I recently have been thinking about femininity because I have never felt this before, but I was just thinking one day, I don't know, probably in the shower, whatever, not doing anything. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, I haven't been feminine recently. And this kind of goes back to, I would say I don't have a naturally feminine personality. Mm -hmm. Like stereotypically, I don't think people would, that's not going to be like the first traits that people list for me. Right. Descriptive traits. Um, I'm kind of more, like, aggressive than the stereotypical feminine energy, a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm just, I don't feel that, and I feel like other people would agree that know me. Okay, um, yeah. And I also don't dress super feminine lately. And so I just kind of had been missing that. Like, I felt like I needed to, like, I don't know, do something mm-hmm. to, like, re... Um, get in touch with my feminine side. Okay. And just, like, in any way. It could literally just be, like, <laughs> I don't know, trying to be nicer. Like, or, um, I'm trying to think. Just, like, wear my yeah. more feminine clothes. Okay. I get that. And that's just a th- feeling I've been feeling, and I feel like it's, a, maybe a lot of people feel it. Mm. How about you? I like that. What's your reflection on femininity today? Mm, today? Whoa, did you hear that? Yeah, it's okay, though. Okay, today, I don't know. I've grown up with, like, a mixed view on femininity. Because I've, like, kind of, like, grew up thinking, like, oh, feminine, fem- to be feminine is to be weak. And, like, to be, these are stereotypes. I don't agree with this whatsoever. Yeah. Because it effed me up. And it still does. Yeah. But it's, like... I was like, oh, like, it means they're emotional or, like, we're emotional and, like, we, like, aren't tough and we can't, you know, do things right. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought that for a while. 
just because of what like some people around me would say growing up yeah not my family I'm just gonna say that because I love my family (laughs) um but um now I really like femininity yeah I feel like it's really important to just like find what makes you happy and like with like reflecting and like being honest with myself a lot of feminine qualities I adore like you're nurturing you're emotional you're Mm -hmm. loving Mm -hmm. you you know these are ideas that you associate with being feminine yes and I really like want to harbor those yeah and like when I put on like a dress like this wedding that I went to I was like oh I just feel like I feel ethereal yeah like which I also associate with femininity like I feel empowered and I feel just like so comfortable in my own skin and also I think that femininity with me like flows day to day Mm -hmm. like a lot of the time I like to dress in more like baggy clothes and masculine clothes I'll like wear my dad's clothes I'll wear men's clothes or some days I won't I'll wear more feminine clothes and I just like think that the ebbing and flowing is really important like because it gives yourself space to figure out where you want to maybe identify with or you know like what I'm saying where you want to sit yeah yeah where you want to sit on the so, spectrum yeah that's what I feel like yeah I definitely agree with the clothes thing like I day to day I tend to dress very comfortable which is seen as more masculine and just like looser as you were talking about mm-hmm. so th- sometimes I feel like I haven't dressed up because when I dress up I dress more feminine same because dressing up is like quote-unquote less comfortable in a lot of yeah and it's a lot of times more feminine clothing and so if I haven't like dressed up or like gone out or gotten ready to go out I haven't like dressed super feminine or like to the extent that I like to Mm -hmm. um and so I miss it Mm -hmm. and yeah I like that um but I'm gonna talk a little bit about like some stereo like the traits that we think of um and how people view them as negative and positive Mm -hmm. and also I'm gonna bring in at the end I'm gonna bring in some that other people sent in on our poll on our Instagram not poll in our question box on our Instagram story Mm -hmm. so if you want to fill that out right now if you're listening live go ahead um but first up I looked up a list and kind of just took the ones that I like associated with femininity on there Mm -hmm. so the first one is thoughtfulness okay so good like Like, I want to be thought of as thoughtful yeah and it's definitely a feminine trait in my head same same. um and I just feel like these are like the strengths empathy being empathetic yeah then there's the other side of that that's like being um overly sensitive like, mm-hmm. do you see, there's, the, uh, like, a binary. Yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. People have called me overly sensitive way too much. Yeah, but also you could be considered as empathetic, which is a good trait. Right. So it's, like, there's also, like, vulnerability. And we're going to, mm-hmm. thinking about that, that can be seen as very good and be very helpful. But then vulnerability also can translate to weak. Yeah. And, like, there's all these, like, other sides. So I saw this, like, little graph that it was like the natural feminine and then it also showed natural masculine but we're not going to talk about that today okay and then wounded feminine and so the natural Mm -hmm. feminine is like understanding nurturing tender kind creative um 
emotional, sensitive, like all these great things. Mm-hmm. And then the wounded feminine is like the things that are like considered bad. Mm-hmm. So it's like saying like at a woman's like worst or like wounded, she like may feel powerless or like okay. weak. And I like that way of putting it. Mm-hmm. It's like less associated with the like femininity as a whole and it's more like this trait at its worst could be perceived as this you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it changes it changes like the tone around it not like all women are sensitive it's just like no in some cases like women can feel not women feminine people oh yeah, my gosh i messed people. i messed up my train of thought are you saying like feminine people are identifying with both I don't know what you're trying to say. I know. No, it's okay. I I lost my train of thought. But basically, my point is, is that I think we should try to change it. And it's not like, oh, like, she's overly sensitive. No, she's just sensitive. Right. And, like, that's really good in a lot of cases. Women are... Women and people who um, feel more feminine than masculine tend to be better... Right. ...at cases where they need sensitivity and empathy. Exactly. And, like... Thinking of femininity as, like, a strength yeah, and changing that in your mind. I feel like a lot of people hate to be feminine these days. Agreed. Like, the whole basic. Yeah, like, there's a whole... It's very misogynistic, but um, just we go... Like, we're anti-women, things women like. Yeah. Like, basicness. Yeah. Things that are basic. Exactly. Like, just... Yeah, you want to give an example? Well, like, Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, me included, I have said, like, I don't love Taylor Swift. I like her music. Mm-hmm. But people will claim, like, I don't like Taylor Swift because, and then you'll be like, why? And they're <laughs> like, because she's just so basic. Okay, what about her basic? Like, why does it, why does it matter if she's popular? Mm-hmm. Why does it matter that so many people like her? Specifically women. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's really interesting. The whole basic culture is a lot of hatred of things that women like. Yeah. Um, And a lot of women push away things that are basic because they don't want to be a part of that group. Because in society, Mm -hmm. it's viewed as, like, weak, lame, classic, sensitive female. Right. Um, And I... I feel like you you mentioned that you don't like Taylor Swift, but I feel like that's a whole nother thing with your music taste. But do you feel yourself ever pushing away feminine traits like a lot day to day? Um, I would say I'm getting better at it. Yeah. I used to a lot, yes. Where I'd be like like I had to work through a whole like era of me being extra sensitive yeah like people would be like you're way too sensitive like okay i can't take gore in movies whatsoever yeah i had a traumatic experience in ninth grade with war movies mm-hmm. i can get into that <laughs> i'm kidding i won't <laughs> but like i like at one point in time i like would walk out of the class because like i'd start getting panic attacks mm-hmm. Then people would be like, you're really sensitive. Why didn't you stay? Like, yeah. it's literally just a movie. Get over yourself. And I was like, okay, yeah. I maybe empathize a little too much with people in movies. <laughs> they don't exist, I know. But, like, I care. Yeah. And for some reason, I can't handle movies like that because I empathize. Yeah. 
and people will then kind of drag me for it and I'm yeah. like in some ways it's a superpower like yeah. I can empathize with people who are completely like outcasts yeah and I think that that's cool or not even real or like you're not you're looking from the outside and you can still empathize with them right yeah do you I, yeah what uh, do you feel I would say that especially coming into business classes recently I feel outnumbered Mm -hmm. and especially when a lot of the things are like leadership and being honest and like not and kind of like doing what's good for the business not necessarily what is nice I feel Mm -hmm. sometimes dumb for like we do a lot of discussion questions in my business classes and it's like what would you do in this situation that has a lot of people's feelings involved and I and the smaller amount of females in my group like, the minority of people in the class. It's not, like, super, like, it's not, it's near 50-50, but women are definitely less, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and, at least in my group. And I notice the women, like, being way more sensitive to people's feelings. In some cases, the men are, too. Yeah. But, like, it's a feminine trait, and it seems weak. It does. Especially in business settings. Right. And it makes me, like, want to, like, I feel bad for mm-hmm. not being able to, like, put the feelings aside for the business, for right. the overall goal of everyone. And there's, like, all these arguments is that it really is better for everyone if you do what's good for the business. But whatever. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And that makes me feel bad about my feelings, you know? Is it, like, profit over people? Yeah. Or just, yeah. like, and then the whole there's this whole argument that you're doing better for everyone who's involved in the business if you go for the business. But it's mm. still, you just... You just yeah. have this, I have this side internal dialogue that's different than a lot of men. Yeah. That they don't have. Or they can look over it easier. Interesting. And I think that's really highlighted in business settings. That's really interesting. I mean, I know it is. I like that. Yeah. And I think it's interesting also how men avoid f- feminine characteristics a lot. Yeah. They take it as an Specifically insult. Specifically cis men. Yeah. Yeah. I've talked to, I feel like I'm exposing people. It's okay. I've talked to my dad about this, and he's, like, more... He's perceived, like, he looks like a guy. He's, like... But he, for some reason, he's, like, seen and perceived as more feminine. And he's, like, I despise that. And I'm, like... I, like, I understand because, like, we... uh, We, I mean, society, (laughs) expect men to, like, shove their emotions down the drain and like yeah kind of ignore it and that femininity is bad and that yeah emotional things yeah or like vulnerable things that are associated with femininity Mm -hmm. yeah are bad and it's bad if men do it it's bad if women do it and like men are valid in feeling that way because women feel that way exactly like your dad's valid because i felt that yeah you felt that probably every woman has felt like they wanted to not be feel feminine or be feminine yeah, exactly. Or have the classic feminine characteristics. So exactly. I just, the takeaway is think about your femininity and how you mm-hmm. want to, like, embrace it. I like that. And embrace the positives that you view. Yeah. You're, it's all in your own perception, but. 
Agreed. That was my little segment about femininity. That was so good. Um, and I would love to talk to you about it if you want to, like anyone, just out yeah. there. Yeah, stop us in the halls. And- Answer our Instagram poll. And also, I didn't end up reading what people said, but thank you so oh, much for writing good. in. And they're so cute. We're talking like, oh, I'll just do some. Sweet, empathetic, caring, innocent. That's interesting. That's a good one. Yeah, a lot of people think that. Submissive, quiet, dainty, pretty, beautiful. Um empathy nurturing delicate there you go thanks for writing in and thanks for engaging we love hearing your it gives me good ideas um so piper's gonna talk a little bit about authority yay we love authority we love authority (laughs) or do we challenge authority yeah okay so i'm not sure how long this section will be this i have literally nothing to base this off except i had an anthropology class that discussed authority. Yeah. And Megan was like, oh, that's interesting. Let's talk about it. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Okay. So I'm just going to start with a broad question that I didn't write down on our, in our notes. But, like, what is authority? Like, how would you define authority? Um, authority are people... Or concepts, laws that have control over me in some way that can hinder what I want to do. That's so good. Yeah. Sorry I put you on the spot. No, it's okay. That's so I feel like putting me on the spot is better than me preparing, to be honest. No, I know. That was good. Um, But it's like enforcing obedience pretty much. Yes. Which is pretty much what you said. Yeah. Um, And... The way we talked about it in our anthropology class was, like, how do we personally get authority? We were talking about, like, this author who has written this book called How to Think Like an Anthropologist. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about how does Ngelke, the author, get authority? Mm-hmm. And I just think that's a really interesting question. And we applied it to St. Olaf. We applied it to my professor. Yeah. Um, and, like, examples. I'm just going to read this off. Yeah. But, like, our professor, for example... His authority comes from an undergrad from St. Olaf. Yeah. His Fulbright, his grad degree at Michigan, Mm -hmm. his work abroad in Malaysia. He's bilingual. He's white. He's a man. He's now a professor. He's publishing work. You know, he's grown up in America. Yes. He's, like, you can claim that he's pretty privileged. Mm -hmm. He's had a lot of access to education. He's very smart. Um, These helped him gain authority. Right. And... It's kind of like, how does your privilege give you authority? Oh, yeah. So, so true. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. It definitely does. And I don't know. I feel like, like, how do we gain authority? And does everyone have an ounce of authority? Like, do, is there a person on the world who, like, doesn't have any authority? Oh. Which I... I feel like there definitely is. I agree. I mean, there's a... Okay, what's the first question that you asked me? <laughs> how do we gain authority? Yeah, okay. how do we gain authority? It's super interesting. Some of the things you said, I was surprised by. Like, the PhD, yeah. I'm like, okay, bachelor's, whatever. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, he's white, and he's a male. Yeah. That definitely contributed to him gaining authority. Yeah. If not faster and easier. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and getting into school, potentially. Or right. getting certain things that led him to get into school. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so that's really interesting. And privilege definitely does have an effect over authority. Which yeah. just makes me <laughs> less wanting to follow authority. Right. That's another thing. Uh-huh. I mean, we also talked about, like... Authority is context dependent, Mm -hmm. which is important to, like, acknowledge. Like, whoa. I don't know. Like. You ever just see your boss or someone who you think is very much authority over you just, like, mm -hmm. out in the wild and you're like, they have no authority here. Yeah. That's, like, why seeing teachers out in the wild, you're like, oh, they're just a normal person. Right. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. To add on to that, it's, like. For example, like, police have a lot of authority, mm-hmm. right? And the way that they have gained their authority is with violence and with a lot of resources that are usually, like, weapons, prisons. guns, prisons, um, cars, just, like, things that are very, like, can be very intimidating. Dogs. Yeah, because police have their police school. Right. But the reason people listen to them is because of those uh, consequences right. of violence. Yes. Their force is what keeps people in line. Wow. I've, I'm reading about this in Leviathan. Really? <laughs> Thomas Hobbes, guys. Oh, my god. Anyway, sorry. This is just full circle no, for me. No, that's awesome. But it's interesting because if you have too much force, mm-hmm. like, for example, I don't know if I should give a trigger warning for this. But, like, the death of George Floyd. Mm -hmm. Police, like, clearly murdered him. And people start to question the police because they use unlawful... Is that the right word? Unlawful force? Unnecessary. Unnecessary force. And then the community is like, well, you're using too much force. You're not going to get our respect because... You are not doing anything that is moral. Because authority is given by the people who are being, um... Kind of... Being... Uh, subject to Subjected the to the authority. The authority yeah. is given to people. So the, if, you, if an authority is not following what you want them to, you can say, to an extent... I don't agree with this. I want to take away your authority. Right. Because, like, we're all subject to authority... Ah, uh, there's also, there's another side of that, that, like, some people can't do anything about the authority they're subjected right. to. But, like, in a democracy, uh-huh. it tends to be that you're subjected in, like, this kind of, not personal life. I'm taking personal life out of it. No, in a democracy, right. you're subjected to the authority that you kind of take part in. hmm Right. And that's really interesting. Because, like, do people with authority really have the authority? Like, we can question figures. I mean, yes, they do. Yeah. Undoubtedly. But, like, it's kind of like we the people. Like, we have power and we oh, need to 100%. realize that. And we're talking the U.S. I'm I'm sorry. I just keep thinking about places where they don't have the ability to okay, overthrow the government. Yeah. But we could overthrow the government. Yeah, we are definitely thinking through an American lens. Yes, 100% yes. and a privileged lens. But mm-hmm. I know that we if we somehow got enough people to go against the authority, we could go against the authority. Right. That's how civil wars and like overthrowing of the government happens. Right. So authority is given. Definitely. Authority is allowed at least. It's in, allowed in this yeah. sense. 
Agreed. Um, obviously, there's a lot of cases where authority is, like, for example, in personal life situations where mm-hmm. abuse and whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, authority is so interesting. How do you deal with authority? Do you feel like you deal with authority well? I is this personal so personal. We're going just back okay. to like micro like authorities. Yeah. I would say I deal with it well. There have been times where like I've challenged like my parents in political conversations or like things like that, but they've never been like you can't go out and then like I go out yeah. anyways. Like yeah. I haven't really done that because I feel like I'm so similar to them. And they trust me, so, like, it's kind of more up to me. How about, like, more not familial authority? Like, professors? Professors, teachers, um, principals, um, like, police, I guess. Okay, that's a good question. I would say I don't really respect police. (laughs) Okay, that's a good start. How about others? Um, but with professors, I very much respect them. So I follow, I'm a very big rule follower when it comes to school. Yeah. Because it's like, I really value like the access that I have to education. Yeah. So I'm going to respect it. But when it comes to like more complex, somewhat like, if like, if there's authority that like clashes with my views, I'm going to have problems with it and I'll make that apparent. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Um... I would say, like, I've been, like, fairly passive to my parental's authority, like, Mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of things. I definitely am very questioning of them as I've gotten older, though. I will question them straight to their face, and that that causes conflict. But I would say, when it comes to professors, Mm -hmm. if I respect them, and I personally, this is key, Mm -hmm. I've been told that I do not... Um, I have trouble with authority on multiple I occasions. I can see that. <laughs> and I definitely do. <laughs> but I, def- I definitely do. And uh-huh. I, the key is if you don't have my respect, I am very critical. Yeah. And, like, don't want to do anything for you. Which is super... I will, though, because I have guilt. <laughs> but, like, especially a lot of times in student leader student leaders and Mm -hmm. like um smaller organizations where I feel like the authority isn't doing a good job I it's hard for me to be like a part of that organization yeah which I feel like has been an issue that we've also all experienced but it's really it makes it really tough for me to want to work for someone who I feel like I can't respect I don't feel like they're doing it right, uh-huh. which is very, like, judgmental of me. But I'm just saying, like, that's how I view authority. I don't think you deserve authority if, yeah. you're, if you're not doing the best job. I think that's fair. And it, it very much pisses me off. I agree with that. I feel like it's... I think that also goes back to the fact that, like, we have, like... So many opportunities. We, yeah, we are privileged and we can say, like, this is not what we're going to stand for. Or, like, this could be better. Yeah. Like, I have high standards. Yeah. (laughs) This needs to be better. No, I have such high standards for authority. Right. Also, throughout high school, my, one of my biggest focuses, Ellie said this to me a couple days ago. Shout out Ellie. She was literally like, most of your time is playing a certain 
varsity sport was spent worrying about like how we were being led and like the leadership and critiquing the leadership on the team because I spent that was like my biggest complaint about being a part of teams that I felt like the leadership was mean not fair not doing a good job I felt like it could have been better and it makes me really hard to be a part like it makes it really hard for me to be a part of those kind of teams Oh my gosh, I relate to that with lacrosse. Okay, yeah, no, That's mine was hockey. That's so interesting. Mine was hockey and volleyball at some points. That's so interesting because we'd have a really like clicky lacrosse team varsity. Yeah, and we were like almost best in state. Yeah, we were like second runner up or mm-hmm. whatever, and like people were bitchy. Yeah, and they're like, I'm better than you, and like very clicky, very competitive. Like, yeah. you cannot like you cannot break the ice. Yeah, and I would like. I would, like, literally be very clearly, like, not supportive of the varsity coaches, at least. Yeah, the coaches. Yeah. And the, the, like, captains. The players. And you're just, I, it always frustrated me. I always thought, because as I started playing varsity sports at a young age, just because of my small school, Mm -hmm. and I always was like, I could be better than these captains, which is so bad. so funny. But it's because I don't have respect for authority if I don't respect them as a person and, like, their job they're doing. Yeah. And I don't care. I'm like, I don't care that you want me to do this. I, you're bad at your job. Yeah. (laughs) No, and it's like, I just... And in some cases, it's different. Like, professors, I might think they're bad at their job, but I'll still turn my homework in on time because I want want to please them. Yeah, and it's Because I respect them in some way. I still respect them because they have that title. Yeah. And also, I'm still learning stuff. Yeah. I also think if you, like, do something bad, like, something very specific bad, it can turn you against the authority very quickly. Like, if you always hold something against it. I'm not very great at holding grudges, but Mm -hmm. if it's, like, consistent, I don't know. Anyways, that's my toxic trait, maybe. (laughs) No, but I'm glad that you... I feel like you have a slight problem with authority. Oh, I have a problem with authority. Yeah. I like like turning it as, like, I'm questioning... I'm thoughtful. I'm skeptical. Skeptical, thoughtful, questioning. Like, I'm skeptical of everything, every time, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to question people. I agree. I'm not, I wouldn't, yeah, we're not passive people in group settings. No, we're not. No. Most, in most group settings. Yeah. That we care about. Okay. Okay. Do you have anything else to say about authority? Um, I'm going to leave with a question. Okay. For the audience. Okay. Do you feel like there's an overlap between empowerment and authority? Mm. Is it a healthy overlap? What do we do with that comparison? That's just what I'm going to leave you with. I love that. I love a question to leave the audience with. Yeah. That's cute. Thanks. Okay. We're going to do a quick pop culture segment. It will not take long. If you Um, hate pop culture, stick around. (laughs) Oh, wait. One more thing. Yeah. I'm going to say this on air. This is so funny. If we don't have time for Donald Trump, that's okay because I feel like we talk about, like, I'm kind of done with him. Okay. So if we don't have time, that's okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, BTS. Yay. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about them. If you don't know who they are, get on it. It's a K-pop group, Megan. You probably don't know who it is. Oh, no, my gosh. Probably not. Megan doesn't know pop culture. Um, but BTS, their fans are called... Their fan group is called ARMY. Actually? Yeah. I didn't know that. I knew Piper didn't know that. But BTS's fans are called ARMY. Why? I'm a, I'm a part of ARMY. You are a part of ARMY. Yeah. I am BTS ARMY. <laughs> um, and also, they're going to the ARMY. <laughs> That's so They're so going funny. to the military. Yeah. Um, but... Basically, BTS's 
recording label announced that all seven members will enlist in South Korea's military for mandatory service. Mm-hmm. Because in South Korea, all able-bodied men between the ages of 18 and 28 are required to serve for two years in the military. This is a seven-member boy band. Um, and however, the country revised its military service act to allow BTS to postpone military service until age 30, but one of them's about to hit age 30, or has hit age 30. Um, so, like, this is their time. Mm-hmm. They have to do it now. Um, previously, exemptions and deferrals were s- for serving in the military were only allowed for high-profile athletes or classical musicians until they extended it for BTS, and now they actually all are going to enlist and get their service over with, I guess. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I probably confused. Yeah, what's your question? No, that's okay. So... Oh, I see, I see, I see. So they're just deciding to waive the whole wait till age 30. And they're like, we're just going to go anyways. No, one of them's going to hit 30. Like, they... Oh! Like, yeah. Really? Yeah, hold on, I'll look up... BTS is that old? They look like teenagers. He's 29, the oldest one. Mm -hmm. Jin. Mm -hmm. Kim Suk Jin. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jin is about to turn 30 he's 29 i did not know that so yeah they're all spread out the youngest is jungkook and he the cutest one. Oh yes spicy um he is 25 okay and he's the youngest so they're all between 25 and 30 basically. okay so they need to get their military service over with because oh. while the group is kind of off until 2025 they can still do like solo work you know yeah um and i just thought this was really fun (laughs) south korea could lose billions from tourism and consumer goods to put it in perspective holy crap even though they'll be pursuing their solo endeavors which is a whole whatever bts contributes over 3.6 billion to south korea's economy each year according to a 2018 report by hyundai research institute and in 2017, one out of every 13 tourists, one out of 13, who came to South Korea was because of BTS. And in 2018, 7% of foreign visitors, or about 800,000 tourists, came because of BTS, according oh. to that same Hyundai Research Institute. So there's so much money there. We knew that. I don't know if you know anything about BTS people, but BTS be bringing a lot of money in. That's a lot. Armies are free freaking insane and it's they're the most by far the most loved artist in the world right now pretty much and has been for no the world internationally by far the u.s it honestly like it honestly is like less prevalent in the u.s and it's still super prevalent no i like bts fans yeah and so that's interesting and that sucks for south korea they're gonna regret that but also like they can't just, like, ex- like, they can exempt them. It would just, like, cause issues. But it would look bad on there. And I also think BTS yeah. has spoken about how, like, they want to do service. Like, they feel, like, they don't want to be Let exempt. Them down. They don't want to be exempt. Okay. Because, like, it's part of their country. Just to be clear, they have, like, this draft and required military service because they are in a war currently. Obviously, they're in a state of... Um, stand still? Stand still, and they have been for a while with North Korea, but they are still in a war, they technically. Active. So that is why they have a service. America, if they were in the same situation, would probably have something similar. 
Yeah. Probably. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's interesting. That's really interesting. Army coming to a new meaning. Yeah. <laughs> They're a level of authority. For real. Um, <laughs> T. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> next, next subject. Mm-hmm. Pop culture. T-Swift's new album. Midnight. Midnight. It has a really fun aesthetic going on. It does. If you've been paying attention. It comes out midnight tomorrow night. So between Thursday and Friday at midnight. It's kind of confusing when it's at midnight. So Friday, 12 p.m. Yeah. A.m. Friday at 12 a.m. 12 a.m., sorry. So, like, if you stay up late, I'm assuming you wouldn't get up early. You'd stay up late. Yeah. You can be there when it uh, drops. I'll be listening to it when I wake up. And Lana Del Rey is featured. I believe she's oh, on track number three. Nice. There's 13 tracks. Um, oh. <laughs> there's soft vibes going on. Yeah. For sure. Do you think it's going to be kind of like her um, Boney Bear? I'm so sorry. I don't know the title. The Boney Bear one. Folklore and yeah. Evermore. Yeah. I think it's going to be similar, but more like, I feel like it's going to be a mixture. Okay, this is my prediction. I feel like it's going to be a mixture of 1989 and folklore. Oh, I like that. Like, more poppy, maybe? I don't know. Soft pop is what I'm getting. Folklore and Evermore was, like, folk-y, more country energy. Okay, I agree. I feel like it's going to be more, like, pop, soft pop. And I think it's going to be soft vibes. And I feel like haters are going to hate. I feel like they're going to mm-hmm. be like, this is boring. This this album isn't interesting. Like, a lot of people don't like Evermore and Folklore. Yeah. And that's so interesting to me because I love Those it. Those are my favorite. Yeah. So, I'm just very intrigued how people are going to take this album. I hope I love it. I'm sure I will. Mm-hmm. Um, and Piper once. <laughs> once. This is just... Uh, Another aside, Piper admitted she likes T Swift to me once, and that was fun. I do. I started watching her documentary, and I honestly s- s- didn't like her as much. I don't know why that is. I think it's just because she's having a hard time, and like I want to just like not. You're like your problems are small. Um, not even that. I'm. I mean, kind of yes, but also like. <laughs> I can't invalidate her. So I'm just kind of like, she has her life. Good for her. She's very talented. Yeah. I can't deny that. Yeah. She's a great performer, great artist, probably one of the nicest people that's in the industry. Yeah. I can't hate on her. Yeah. So I like her. I think she's gotten a lot of hate, um, and she was really young when she got a lot of hate, and she's been traumatized, so she's not like out in the public very much Yeah. anymore, which is sad. But I always get mad when people say they hate Taylor Swift because she's a lyrical genius and a musical genius. And arguably, like, one of the most famous um, stars of our generation. Yeah, And I grew up with her. So, I don't know. If so many people like her, why you gotta hate her? Exactly. I mean, she also has such a range for everyone. Such a range. Like, if you don't like this album, go look at her 10 others of different variation. Exactly. Anyways. So, yeah. That's Taylor Swift's new album. Get excited. We'll definitely be reviewing slash talking about it. Yeah. Nice. Um, Would you like to talk about Donald Trump? Or would you like Um, to just skip and go to cereals? (laughs) 
I kind of want to skip and go to cereals. Okay. We're going to talk about cereals, guys. Yay! It's our top five. Wait, you got to do the okay. song. Top five. Did I do it right? I don't know. You looked really nervous today. I did. I wanted to really do good. Okay, that was really good. Oh, thanks. I feel like we should get a little thing to like put up to the microphone. Yeah, we should. And pretend like we're professional. I think we should do that. Um, I'm down. But today, the top five for me, honestly... Well, we're not rushed today, which is exciting. We I usually like rush through the top five. The top five deserves better. Honestly. It's a really good thing to cut down, though. Honest. Well, it's a really yeah. good thing to, like, shorten. Oh, I know. Also, who the F wants to hear about Donald Trump? <laughs> like, he literally is... We heard about it for four years. Yeah. Instead, instead of talking about Donald Trump, we're just going to complain about him. Exactly. Yeah. And then I'm going to close it with this sentence. Now we're going to talk about cereal. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautifully well-spoken. This Thank top you. five was hard for me. I saw. <laughs> you, did, you did not see Yeah, it. you were like, oh, I have six. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> we Just to be clear, we do not see each other's thing no, before. No, no, I don't know what she's going to say. Yeah. When we're talking cereal, are we talking cereal that you would potentially put with milk? Oh, I did all of mine with milk. I'm a milk and cereal gal. Okay, well, you could potentially put it with milk is what I did. Okay, perfect. Um. Also, oatmeal. We're not counting as a cereal no, in this no, no, case no. because Piper that is probably be on her list. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not counting it, even though it technically is. And so granola. Good of you to know. Granola. We're not talking about granola. No, no. It's a different thing. I'm sorry. Maybe it's a cereal. It's not a cereal in this case. Agreed. Okay. Okay. Top five. Piper, would you like to start with sure. your number five first? My number five is really random. I don't know if you guys even know about it, but it's Corn Pops. They're oh. it's, they're the yellow yeah. like brand, and they like are so bad. Like they're stale and like <laughs> like don't crunch right. Such a good promotion and, of well, Corn Pops. Okay, but the reason they're number five is because my family had this RV up at our cabin <laughs> for like. <laughs> A year or two while we were building it, right? Yeah. And I would eat those non-stop, and we'd walk all the way to Jim's Bait Shop yeah. and get these little, you know, the little just, like, one-time cereals? Yeah. I'd get pops, corn pops, just in that, and I was just, just addicted. And they're just, like, don't even taste that good. But, like, every time I have them, I'm like, oh, young childhood. <laughs> so nice. So nostalgia. Yeah. She's like, they're shit, but also... What? <laughs> but I love them. I love them. Yeah. That's so cute. Thanks. Um, I love the sentimentality. Oh, thank you. Sentimentality. Sentimentality. Sentifulness. Yeah. <laughs> um, my number five is Special K with Red Berries. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. I love that stuff. That's... Okay, here's the thing. A lot of my cereals on this list, I don't eat with milk. That's so funny. I love this though i would eat this with mm-hmm. milk but i eat it dry most of the time it's so good we'd bring boxes to hockey games on long bus rides and just like finish the box and i love it i love all aspects of it some people are like oh my god i hate the little crispies no i love anyway love the crispies yeah i also would like to give a special shout out to <laughs> kicks oh i thought you were gonna say Kicks. Kicks. What's Kicks? Kicks isn't my honorable mention cereal. What's Kicks? Kicks is uh cereal. It's like little puffs. 
They're little circles, and I they have, like, sugar-coated. Look them up. Kix. K-I-X. K-I-X. Oh! Yes. Wait. A band came up. That's dumb. Kix cereal. Kix cereal. I know Kix. I've never yeah. had it, but... They're really good. I eat them plain, again, Ugh. without milk. But I would eat them with milk, probably. Yum. They're, they're my honorable mention. I know that's not allowed, but I really wanted to throw that in there. No, that's good. They're, they pop off. Okay. No pun intended. Um, Four? Number four. Yay. It's Special K with strawberries. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It's not strawberry. It's, hyper- oh, it's red berries. Really? Yeah, they don't oh. call them strawberries. Sorry, sorry. They're an unknown subject. I'm not a true fan. But I just think they're so yummy. That's why you were so giddy when I said that. <laughs> I know. I was like, we're, we must be friends. Yeah. Um, They're yummy, and I think they're low-key healthy. <laughs> I don't know if they are. And it also reminds me of childhood. Yeah. Yeah. They're, my parents were like, you need to get a healthy cereal. And I'm like, I'll get this. Yeah. So anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Thanks. So exciting. My <sighs> number four. Number four. Is Rice Krispies. Oh, I love Rice Krispies. <laughs> Rice Krispies are awesome. They yeah. make fun noises. They, you have to eat them at full speed. Like a hundred. Oh, before they get soggy. I hate soggy things. <laughs> Ugh, gross. But gross. I fuck with Rice Krispies. That's so funny. I'm swearing a lot on this episode, so we're just going I am for too. it. I'm we're just passionate today. Yeah. <laughs> Cereals, man. Cereals. Uh, um, also, uh, well, I just, they also can be Rice Krispie treats. And exactly. my mom's Rice Krispie treats exactly. are all so good. Okay. Love it. Piper. Number, Number three. three. Nice. <laughs> Mine is Honey Nut Cheerios. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. I forgot to get them at the store, but whatever. (laughs) Um, They're so addictive. I can't explain it. It's just Mm -hmm. like the crunchiness, the honeyness that's coated around it. They're so good. Oh, and they're cute little circles with holes inside them. Yeah, I considered this one, but it didn't make my list. I don't know why I think they look cute. They're really cute. cute. They're so cute. I can just like picture like Winnie the Pooh or something cute eating them. Yeah, and I like how it it like actually tastes like honey. Right. Like if you shove a bunch of them in your mouth, as one does. Yeah. Like, it actually tastes like honey, not just, like, sugar. Agreed. It has a flavor. Yeah. Um. Your number three. My number three is Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <gasps> I love Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, I don't eat with milk. Okay, that's actually not weird. I yeah, I don't like it with milk. I don't want it. I want it to eat it dry, and it's a great dessert in the calf. And I agree. So good. I didn't start eating Cinnamon Toast Crunch until I was probably 14, and holy moly, when I started, I didn't get sugar cereal until I was about 14 when I started buying my own things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am very, like, I love those bland wheat cereals, you know? Yeah. But Cinnamon Toast Crunch immediately. Like, if I have a period craving, it's Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh, And donuts. Know. Interesting. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So what's your number two? My number two is Honey Bunches of Oats. Oh, okay. Interesting. I love the name because I use it as, like, my, like, oh, my gosh, sometimes. Yeah. I'll be like, Honey Bunch, or, like, Bunches of Oats. Wait, yeah, 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 I yeah. That? Yeah, you do. Okay. So, <laughs> it reminds me of nature. It tastes really good. It's hearty. There's a lot of, like, different things inside. There's, like, oats and, like, flakes. It's really good. Yeah. I just could go on and on about it. So, yeah. Honey I'm, Bunches of Oats. I think I've had it, like, once. Oh, wait, we, do you eat we it with milk? More. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I feel like it's one of those cereals that was marketed as, like, healthy, and it's not. Probably. Same with Special K. I feel like most cereals oh aren't gosh. healthy. All my 
cereals are not healthy. Yeah. Anyways. Is cereal even healthy? It's probably not a good breakfast in any way. Um, this is, again, me getting sidetracked. But <laughs> my number two is Cheerios. Oh my gosh. Honey Cheerios are normal Just Cheerios. regular. Ah! I love Cheerios. Cheerios are so good. Yeah. I had like three boxes of Cheerios in my dorm last year at one point. Like family size ones, not mm-hmm. the little ones, just to be clear. And, okay, this didn't make my list, but I put cornflakes in parentheses because me and my family love to eat Cheerios on the bottom and then cornflakes on the top uh-huh. because cornflakes get soggy really fast and we fuck with cornflakes. Yeah. But, like, eating them together, it, like, makes the cornflakes not get as soggy and it's, like, so good. The flavor together is so good. Honestly. But Cheerios is, like, the star. That sounds good. And I won't eat cornflakes by itself, so it didn't make the list. That doesn't make the list. Um, but, yeah. Nice. Love Cheerios. They're everyone's snack like everyone loves cheerios i feel like they're crowd pleasers yeah i agree i eat them dry i eat them i eat them everywhere yeah i'll eat them anywhere (laughs) i'll eat them in a box i'll eat them have you have you heard that thing that's like i'll eat them in a box i'll eat it oh it's like green eggs and ham oh yeah 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 Yeah. that's so funny what's your number one my number one everyone is fruity pebbles (laughs) i'm literally i know it's so unhealthy but I'm, like, a little kid when it comes to those. I will eat a whole box in one day. <laughs> I love them to death. They're so cute and tiny and colorful. They're cute. They make my milk a fun color. It's, like, but it's not, like, an ugly color. It's, like, a pretty color. Is it? I have to eat them again to remember. I don't know. But they're so sweet, and they, like, have yeah. a good crunch. If you eat it fast enough, there is a good crunch. Yeah. And I'm just, like, in heaven. Do they have those in the calf? No. Rude. I know. Okay, Megan. My number one, I feel like Ooh. all my family knows what's coming. Corn checks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> why did I, why am I not surprised? <laughs> I love corn checks. I eat really them a good. lot. And they're my go-to. And they're so good, dry or not. Right. With milk. White milk, specifically. Dairy milk, specifically. Mm-hmm. 1%. <laughs> specifically 1%. I love corn checks. It's so good. Um, and that's all I have to say. And I understand if you don't like them, but, like, they're, like, my childhood, too. They're cute. Yeah, also Chex Mix. Oh, so good. So good. So good. Do you have any cereals that you, like, felt like didn't make your top five, Piper? That should have? Not really, actually. You just only like five cereals? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I also like the Cocoa Pebbles. Oh, yeah. Those are good. <laughs> You're a sucker for a pebble. <laughs> I love pebbles. They're so good. Uh, oh, my gosh. Oh, I yeah. loved hearing about your cereals. I Thanks. think that was a fun one. I loved hearing about yours, too. We were very, like, excited. Yeah. You really like your cereals. I love cereals. That's so funny. Um, Maybe well, next week we'll do Halloween candy. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. All right, ladies and gents. It's about time close it on up i wish we had an exit song i know we should yeah. we need to create our songs we'll work on it yeah anyways yeah. thanks for listening yeah please like interact with our instagram yeah because we need that <laughs> <laughs> um listen to the episodes on spotify share it with your friends mm-hmm. do all the things we love you. We love if you do any one of those things. Literally. If you don't you do one of those things, though, we don't love you. We don't love you. But anyways. Okay. Kisses, Podgies. Love you Mwah. guys. Bye.